This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, our executive producer, Declan, has, I think, responsibly talked us out of just ranting about Phil Cuzzy again. We already did that on the Ricey Unchained episode of Mackie and Judd. I said, listen, I could rant about Phil Cuzzy being a clown for four hours. If we had that four-hour radio show we used to do on 1500 ESPN, it would just be us bitching about Phil Cuzzy and Major oh, League Baseball. we take calls. Yeah. But we already six, did that nine. on Ricey Unchained. 6468255. What do you think about <laughs> Phil Cuzzy? Uh, call, call in. What is that? 651-646-8255. Wow, I still remember that number. Mm-hmm. haven't yep. said it in four yep. years. Jeff from Golden Valley, you're on. Is that number uh, are the are the lines open right now, Dex? No, six five one. Someone six, uh, I don't know who it is, but sometimes they, they they get unblocked. I have them blocked. Like if someone really needs to contact me, i.e. engineering, the warm line is always open, so they can contact me through that. But what but if it, you're Bob and Orno and you want to get a hold of Bob? I'm so well, sorry. Well, you got a question about tonight's studio. Game. What I, time does I, it start? I understand that Chris Carlin is now doing his second show on ESPN Radio for the day, but I, I can't control that. You know, like it's just it's oh, all Carlin's good. pulling a double shift right now. Well, you, I don't know if he is, but that's my point of like, you know if that's what oh. they're calling to to complain about. You know, I can't do anything about Chris Carlin working overtime or Courtney Cronin. You know. Now in for Greeny on or every show, Being every on every day, show. Yeah. That that is why is the Greeny show never have Greeny? It's the, it, that's it's an true, ESPN though. radio programming. It's decision. absolutely true. <laughs> Greeny is never on a show called Greeny. <laughs> well, his priorities start with NBA countdown, NBA or NFL draft, and NBA draft, and then uh, get up the TV show. And if he has time, he'll he'll do his two hour radio show. <laughs> You're exactly. Hey, Hamon, what's going on? What's uh, Give me your list of all-time great Mets. <laughs> Amazing. So, anyhow, all right. Judd promised last week, so we talked about Tim Connolly being really wishy-washy on the Chad Hartman show, our friend Chad Hartman. Chad asked him very pointed questions. Do you want to squash the Washington rumors right now? Do you plan on being here for a long time, right? And he just kept saying weird, vague things. And so people are saying, man, if that dude, after one year, he lights the flame, makes one of the most controversial trades in NBA history, if he were to leave like 12 months later, peace out for the Washington Wizards, where would he rank among Minnesota sports scumbags? Well, Judd, you have a pecking order. We love to rank things on Tuesdays here, so frame this up. How did you uh, – yeah. what's, what's, the, what's the framing of this list? Who qualifies? What are the parameters? Okay, so there's three things that – I want to start with three because because this is scumbag. First of all, is a very strong word. 
It's a it is, very it's aggressive, it's a very, very aggressive. strong word. But I, that's the word I think you used when you told us about right, your list, but, right? But I've given this, I sat down and gave this a ton of thought and, and like who belongs, who doesn't, right? So the way that I am going to put this is this is a list of Minnesota sports scumbags or what I'm calling our own worst enemies. Okay. So, so people that we grew to despise. The third, so three, two, one on qualifications. The third is this. This is people that caused Minnesota sports fans and their teams pain with actions, okay? <laughs> so just to be very clear, this is not guys that we hate like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre is a Packer, the Yankees. Just to be very, very clear, own worst enemies is important here this is friendly this is friendly fire this is the, the call is coming from inside the house exactly okay. get out of the house it's coming from inside i have a list of 10 i have five honorable mentions wow now now there's going to be a name missing from this list because this is a fun list i think for the most part but i got a tweet about this and it's a very good point a guy like darren sharper who was a serial predator I'm not including because he is in his own special place in hell. Okay. Okay. So, so like he was like, an excellent guest on the Royce and Mackey he show. Was, I will but, say that it was tough to get a hold of, of him one Friday morning and we found out why. Yep. Yeah. But this is so, so this list is sports scumbags. It's not real life scumbags. Just to be very clear. I thought that was a very fair question. Although there might be some crossover here. I can think of one guy that was both for sure. But, yeah. uh, okay. Well, I can think of a few, one one who didn't make this list um, because I just couldn't do it. All right. Honorable mention, I've got five. I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way up, and then we will get to the top ten. Okay. Number five, a guy who I told you last week I was going to put on this list, and you objected, and in retrospect now, when I looked at it in its totality, he doesn't make the final real list. Former goal for football coach Lou Holtz. Yeah, he went. He went ten and twelve and seven and ten in the Big Ten in two seasons with the Gophers. Got them to a bowl game and then bolted because fans didn't know this. The university did. He had language. It sounds like in his contract that he could take Phil's favorite job, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football coaching job. But nonetheless, we were very upset. We felt used. It was sort of Tim Conley like. But with a more successful coach, so Lou yeah. Holtz. I think my question there would be for Lou: What is he supposed to do? So he tells the university, "Hey, I'm I'm totally in on this job." Unless that job opens up, is he then supposed to go to the public and say, "Hey, great to be here," or "Happy to be here at the University of Minnesota"? Right? Yeah, that's better, much better. And right uh, by the way, uh, I love it here, but I love it in South Bend, Indiana, more. So if that job opens, I'm yeah. gone. But in the meantime, let's go win six games and get to the Independence Bowl if possible. And that's exactly what they did. And then we were left with Goody. All right. The next honorable mention. And this is, so this includes gross incompetence too. This list. Okay. okay. So, so scumbag or, or pe- people that submarined us possibly not on purpose, but if they were bad enough, they, they make this list. Honorable mention, Kurt Rambis. 30, oh, yes. 32 and 132 in two seasons as Wolves coach. I'll repeat that. 32 and 132. Completely in over his head. Had no clue. Was brutal. He actually qualifies just because of 
gross incompetence of Kurt Rambis. He was supposed to be the Phil Jackson protege, right? The yeah. second coming of Phil Jackson, the second, the Zen master two the glasses, like tried to look smart. Cause as a player, he had the goggles. Yeah. And if I remember the, the only thing Phil Jackson and Kurt Rambis had in common as head coaches is they definitely would both sit there with their arms crossed and do nothing when the team needed a timeout called. Yes. Phil was a work through it yourself kind of a guy. And so was Kurt Rambis, but a little different yeah. when Johnny Flynn is your point guard <laughs> and not, and Kobe is not on your team. Yes, exactly. Right. All right. The third honorable Mention a guy who actually got off to a decent start here, uh, but his departure was quick and not all that pleasant. Bernard Barrian, six-year, $42 million free agent contract, had a good first year, was released after three-plus seasons, and if I recall right, made a derogatory comment about John Creasel. Um, that basically sealed his fate and had become petulant and a complete malcontent. That's Bernard Varian makes this list. What did he? Didn't he? He like chirped Creasel on Twitter or something. Yeah. When it, this is when Creasel was in office, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did. And um, it, but I mean, he just he was so petulant by the end. And look, if you're really good, I think you you can pull that crap and and get away with it. But Bernard Varian, like he had one good year. Mm-hmm. And then just became this raging a-hole, and so he makes my honorable mention list. Uh, the fourth one on this portion of the list, Erasmus James. Erasmus James had four sacks as a rookie, but then played two more seasons as a Viking, had one sack in eight games, and hated football. Okay, I think I have a new word for this list. Okay. These are Minnesota sports saboteurs. That's good, yeah. Perfect. Minnesota sports, it could be self-sabotaging. I like it. I love it. In a in an incompetent way. It could be in a in a devious way. But these are Minnesota sports saboteurs. Love it. Yes. Okay. That's well put. I love that. Plus, that's a great word. Saboteur. Right. saboteur. Declan, can you spell saboteur? Yeah, can you type uh, that I typed it in, uh, in my doc. S-A-B. A O U A O T E R S. I don't even. know. You got three of them right. I think the S A B, and then and then things went off the rails. It's S A B O T E U R. All right, there Saboteur. it is. Saboteur, a person who engages in sabotage. Yep. Okay. Again, the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> Final honorable mention. He almost made the list, but he wasn't here long enough to make it. Sam Dyson. 12 games in 2019 after being the Twins' big acquisition at the deadline for a very good team. 715 ERA, underwent shoulder surgery, and turned out to be a terrible guy who abused his girlfriend and cat, Snuckles. I'm so curious now that we're going to get to the actual list, if you have the cojones, because it's not fully his fault that he was a twin. I'm just curious to see where this list goes. Well, there is one guy like that, but I think it predates you. All right. Number 10. And I love that phrase. Saboteur. Somebody who comes into your room and you think, this is a great addition. This guy's going to be... engages in sabotage. And then he just absolutely is a selfish you-know-what who sabotage, who is a saboteur. Ryan Suter is number 10. Wow. Even Jason Arnott, who played and was a good player in Nashville with 
Suter said, this guy was a complete pain in the ass from day one. And if you recall, I went back and found this, said, I also heard the people in Minnesota couldn't stand him. Ryan Suter and Saboteur is perfect because we all thought, oh, my God, you got Parisi and Suter. You're going to win Stanley Cups. It's going to be fantastic. He was such a pain that he was bought out when he was yeah. still a halfway decent player. Yeah, it's funny because I think most people viewed him as like the captain centerpiece. He, no, he wasn't actually a captain, though. He right? wasn't it was a always Miko. But yeah. he was kind of a captain figure. Yep. On that team. And not until recently it's come out more that yeah, he was more of a malcontent and a cantankerous bleep hole at times behind the scenes. Buddied up to the owner, which drove people crazy, and would actually look at his stats between periods to make sure his ice time was sufficient by his standards. Yeah. All you need to know. Would you guys look at your stats if you were a hockey player? Between periods, never. I want to know how many goals I have. How many goals did I score? Well, yeah, at the end Can of I the day... The yeah, but like between periods, like the coach is talking and you're like, hey, hey, Slappy, hand me that stat sheet. What's my ice time plus minus, and did I get credit for my three shots or something? <laughs> or for my, yeah, for my secondary assist. I want to see. Exactly. Did I get credit for that? All right, that's number 10. Number nine is a guy who fits into the suitor mold perfectly, but he wasn't as good. Our friend, friend of the show, because he did make one appearance on the old radio show, Christian Leitner. Oh, my God. That was – I wonder if we still have that audio. That was a three-and-a-half-minute interview because <laughs> Christian Christian did not like the, the last question. And so he snuck his plug in for Buffalo Wild Wings gotta go. and said, I got to go, guys. Got to go. said, hey, when you, when you said uh, <laughs> the legendary story of you pointing to each locker in the – Timberwolves locker room after your departure. Loser, 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 winner. Is that a true story? Pause. Well, you guys can go to buffalowildwings.com slash March Madness. That's buffalowildwings.com slash March Madness. Appreciate the time, guys. Click. Which was great, <laughs> which made for a great soundbite. Oh, man. You know, he actually had a pretty decent career. I mean, obviously, it wasn't the sh- like Shaquille O'Neal and Alonzo Mourning were the other right. two guys drafted yeah. in the top three, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, but he had, he had a, a decent career as kind of a role player. He was a featured player on the Hawks, and then he kind of stuck around on a couple teams. But yeah, that's I'd say that's a, a, a saboteur. Yes. Okay, so Christian Leitner is nine. Number eight. We also stay in the same era of a Timberwolves basketball. Fifth overall pick of the '93 draft, J.R. Ryder. Wow. Who was a bigger pain in the ass than Leitner? I think he might have been a better teammate. Um, but, but he is what, what's the famous story late for a practice or game and said, my pipes froze. Yes. Was late to his own introductory press press conference, almost causing fisticuffs between Jack McCluskey and Sid Hartman. J.R. Ryder. Oh, oh, and once threatened the Pioneer Press beat guy, Ray Richardson, by saying something like, I have people who know where you live. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Ray a, Richardson, man. I haven't heard that name in a long time. A saboteur of epic proportions, Isaiah J.R. Ryder. Love it. Number seven on the list. We get to some gopher football. Is your chili hot? Because oh, this guy wasn't. Man. Tim Brewster, 15 and 30 over three plus seasons, 6 and 21 in the Big Ten. 
fired in season and the guy who was supposed to take the program from where Mace put it, which was at a pretty good place, like not ideal, but pretty damn good, right? Brought respectability back. And within those three years, three plus seasons, tore the program down to a point of being a complete embarrassment. Tim Brewster is number seven. Dude, what's hilarious about Tim Brewster? So he's been a football coach, a college football coach, or an NFL football coach since 1989. Okay? Mm -hmm. Long coaching. He's 62 years old now. So starting in 1989, he was the tight ends coach for North Carolina. (laughs) He has been a tight ends coach. Actually, he spent one year as a wide receiver coach at Mississippi State in 2012. So he's either been a tight ends position coach or the one-year wide receiver coach for his entire coaching career dating back to 1989. Never qualified enough to be an offensive coordinator or an assistant head coach yep. or, a, or a defensive or special teams coordinator. Nope. The only team that gave him a job above tight ends coach was the Gophers from 2007 through 2010. <laughs> yeah. To replace a guy Just who had done a, a very... train wreck, dude. Who had done in Mace a very respectable job. Like, yeah, like you were supposed I, to take the next step, not go right. steps backwards. And I still think like Mace had so many historical blown leads and the program mm-hmm. had kind of peaked a few years earlier and it was kind of coming back down a little bit. Now, in retrospect, if you gave me the choice of keep Mace for four more years or, or Tim Brewster, I think you'd rather let it ride with Mace. I still think it was the right decision to try and get to the next level with someone. Yeah. But wow, what an incredible whiff. But Maturi absolutely struck out there. And I, I have heard, n- not confirmed, but I guess a couple of days before to recklessly speculate, one of the stories is that, if I'm not mistaken, Brewster was the tight ends coach for the Broncos. Yeah. And basically, I think Mike Shanahan was there at the time and essentially wanted to get rid of Brewster. And so get, gave him the, the old, oh, yeah, this guy's great. You guys should hire him. He'll be fantastic there. Dude, that's incredible. Gave him the old that's vote great. of, you know, Oh, yeah, put me down as a reference, Tim. I'm going to give you a glowing review because I want to get rid of you. <laughs> How are you? I mean, in the moment, I was like, I was a senior, so I didn't, I, I was going to school there and just, you know, going to the library, the bar of the library, not the actual library, getting drunk every night pretty much. So I don't remember what I thought in the moment. But how do you not look at that resume and say, ah, he's been a tight ends coach for like mm, almost 20 years and they're desperate to get rid of him with the Denver Broncos? Maybe a little bit of a red flag. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Anyways. Exactly. All right, that's number seven. Number six, staying on the football theme. Number six is a guy who came here, resurrected his career, was signed to a three-year, $12.7 million contract by new coach Brad Childress and company, mm. and had been named the 2005 Ed Block Courage Award winner for the Vikings, as voted on by his teammates because he was a a model of inspiration, sportsmanship, and courage. But then Corin Robinson went to training camp in 2006 oh. and engaged and had a few drinks, which he, he had said of, that he had uh, quit drinking because of his problems with alcohol, which is good. Uh, had, had a few drinks in the cities, decided he had to get back to Mankato uh, by curfew and engaged in a hundred and what, what was it? 510 mile per hour pursuit with police to St. Peter. So one day I saw Corin in in a jersey in training camp practice, and the next day I I was in the 
St. Peter courtroom, and he was in shackles with an orange jumpsuit on, and that's the last time I saw Corn Robinson. Corn Robinson. That's kind of a kind of a sad story. Definitely yeah. not like a devious saboteur, just kind of a can't get out of his own way yeah. saboteur. Well, you just be late getting back you know, to Mankato, and you're going to get in some trouble there, but don't engage in a high-speed pursuit through St. Peter, where, Phil, we probably got busted for going 40. Yeah. I never got pulled over because I heard all these stories just keep it at 29 or 30 miles an hour. Maybe stop at that subway for a little snack if you need to and be on your way. I will say this about Corn Robinson. I've told you guys in like 2005, 2006, early in young Macadax radio career when he was an intern and a part-time producer at a different radio station, KFXN in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I would one of my jobs was to go bring a microphone and a script to these players and have them read liners, right? You're listening to Vikings football on right, yada, yada, right? And I think as it was training camp, I'm pretty sure Cor- Nate Burleson was great doing that. And Corn Robinson, I'll never forget. I walked up to him all nervous. I was like 19 years old, 20 years old. And he kind of put his arm around me and brought me over to that fence along the mm-hmm. the concrete path as you're walking out of the training camp fields back in the Mankato days. Sure. And he put his arm around me. He's like, come on over here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get these. And and so he did like three takes on one of them. He did the first. He's like, ah, I don't like that one. Let me, can I do another one? I was like, wow, yeah, you can do this. He, like, leaned into it and embraced it and put his arm around a 19-year-old kid, and I'll always appreciate Corn Robinson for that. So, Corn was very um, nice at times and very convincing that his problems were all in the past. Yeah. Which is when I should have been suspicious. Poor guy. Um, all right, before we get to the, the top five Minnesota sports saboteurs here, let's talk about our friends at EcoFund for a moment. So, all right, it's scooter season and you can save $300 off the total price of a Yamaha Zuma 125 fuel-injected scooter at EcoFun. Lowest price ever. They also have a blue or black in stock ready to ride home, so whatever you want to choose color-wise there. And also on side-by-side, save $2,000 on the most popular Yamaha RMAX 1000 side-by-side. Go anywhere and tackle any obstacle in style with your side-by-side during this riding season, EcoFun for all of your scooter and side-by-side toy needs this summer. EcoFun. Uh, also, a shout-out to our friends. Speaking of summer fun, the Meadows at Mystic. Book that tee time, folks. One of the best golf courses in the state of Minnesota. That's right. If I can book tee times, uh, so can you. In fact, I'm looking right now. There's tee times on Tuesday that are available. You can get out uh, for a late little round. You can get out Wednesday morning even. There's plenty of tee times open right now at the Meadows at Mystic Lake an award-winning, one of the most scenic golf courses in the entire Twin Cities. Go to golfthemeadows.com to learn more. You can also enjoy a cold one on the Meadows Bar and Grill, uh, pre or post, or even the middle of your round, like I would like to do at the turn. Go to golfthemeadows.com to secure that tee time. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. All right, we've come to the top five here, the top five Minnesota sports saboteurs, according to Judd. All right, 
have to go in the Wayback Machine to uh, the spring of 1988, April to be exact, for this one. But this is mm-hmm. a double saboteur. A double saboteur in the Metronome in the Twins Clubhouse. That would be Tommy Herr. Okay. So Tommy Herr was, was first of all, acquired for Tom Bernanski from the Cardinals. Bernanski had gotten off to a slow start, but was absolutely instrumental in the 87 World Series Championship against said Cardinals. Tom Herr came here. First of all, the story is he cried on the plane here, hated it here. So he was supposed to solve pre-Knoblock the twin second base problems, which yeah. had existed. Now, Tim Tuffle was okay. But, that, but you know, it went from Tuffle to Lombardozzi. And Tommy Herr was supposed to be the guy for a long time here. Lasted one summer before uh, being traded, I think, right after the 88th season to Philadelphia for pitcher Shane Raleigh. And then for the real saboteur, Tommy Herr is supposedly the guy who, during a road trip to Seattle, told the impressionable Gary Gaetti, Herbeck's running mate and one of the great partiers of all time, about God and how the world was going to come to an end. And how he had to, how G-Man had to repent soon or else there was going to be trouble. And Gaetti bought it hook, line, and sinker and basically became born again because of Tommy Herr, if this is all true, which I true, which I choose to believe because the saboteur angle is too good not to. And that that basically, so he not only screwed the twins on himself because he didn't want to play here, but he, but if, if you recall, Gaetti was then gone uh, by I believe it was after the '89 season uh, to the Angels as a free agent and really goofed up a chemistry that had been working perfectly in '87. So he, so I'm glad Gary Gaetti found purpose in life, but he scared Gary Gaetti into a drastic life change, and maybe well, it was good end? for Gaetti, hmm? but not for him, the baseball player, and that's all we cared about. You're saying Gaetti finding religion is what derailed his baseball career? I'm saying that Gaetti's career derailed. He then came back, I think, after he left the a- Angels. But what I'm saying is Gaetti was Gaetti and Herbeck were like these legendary partiers, baseball guys, gritty, get dirty type of guys, and Gaetti changed. Poor Gaetti, man. But that hurt. You, know, you can, you us. can. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe Gary Gaetti needs to learn if he could go back 35 years ago. You know, you can still be religious and enjoy a night out on the town once in a while. Like, there's room for both in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Too bad. Okay. Tommy Hur, though, lives up to the word on that screen right now. Saboteur, <laughs> okay. number five. All right, number four. <laughs> number Declan, four. What, what, Declan, what do you think about number, that. number five? <laughs> That's a legendary story, by the way. I just told you a legendary story. All right, number four, back to the Vikings. A free agent who came to us from the Washington team, now named the Commanders. A man who spearheaded the love boat. A man who was mocked by (laughs) Steve Smith in the end zone in a game at Carolina. A man who said that that he what? That that water covers two-thirds of the earth? And I cover the other. And he covers one-third? I cover the rest. Freddie Freddie Smoot. (laughs) A saboteur of legendary proportions. Oh yeah, yeah, man, that was a great line. I can't remember what the exact one. It, it was, it was something like that. Water covers uh, three quarters of the earth, or two quarters of the earth, and I cover the rest. Except you don't <laughs> at all. No, no, and you, and you're not good enough to justify it. He's the guy too. So Smoothie, 
Smoothie came here and, you know, he's like, he's like Fred Smoot won't, you know, talk and talk and talk. And so excited to be here. I'm going to help things and change things. I remember talking to Smoot after Tice got fired and Childress got the job. And Smoot's like, yeah, this is going to be way more professional. Just ripped Tice, right? Just absolutely ripped him. Halfway through the next year or 2006, he couldn't stand Brad. Yeah. Fred, you got to look in the mirror. This is interesting. So we've come to the top three, and so far this list is 100%. Well, not 100%. It's all players and Tim Brewster. So I'm, uh, I'm curious. You've put, you've put no accountability on uh, well, people who bring players in to well, organizations. That's, gonna, that's about to change. Okay. That's about to change because these are the top three saboteurs, starting with three in Minnesota sports, according okay. to me. Number three. A man who led the Wolves, and I use led lightly, to an 89 and 223 record in four years. And the Wolves finished at least 14 games under 500 in each of his seasons as the lead basketball executive. A man who once made a legendary appearance on the Royce and Mackey show, David Kahn, is number three. Michael Beasley smokes too much weed. <laughs> yep, that came from our radio show. Wow, number three. This is actually amazing. All right, I think I know who one of the last two is. I don't know if I have... I have two other names written down. I think you're going to leave one off. I think one of them okay. has to be in here, so we'll see. Okay. But David Kahn, that's another one. It's like, what are you... You're Glenn Taylor. What are you doing? You just This guy was a nobody before. David he Stern. Was, so David Stern recommended him? Yeah. What, to, to, what, to get the Wolves to implode and move out of Minnesota? Glenn just, Taylor supposedly asked David Stern for recommendations. And according to, to, I guess, legend now, David Kahn was suggested by David Stern. What a disaster. All right, number two. Today number two. Target Center, it's the Timberwolves Garage Sale. Timberwolves Garage Sale. Timberwolves Garage Sale. All day long, items such as these. Sam Cassell's <laughs> Big Brass Ones Dance Instruction Video, just $4.99. Michael Oluwakandi's VIP Pass to Bellinote, just $0.99. Cents. Johnny Flynn's Teeth Whitener. Nikola Pekovic's Game Worn Ankle Wraps. How about David Kahn's mole in a jar? <laughs> wow, what a pull. What a pull. That was one of the great It's got to be like nine years ago. Yes. Nine years ago from the old radio show. Yes. <laughs> All right, number two on the Minnesota Sports Saboteur list. Okay, the final two deserve exactly what they're going to get, partially because both allegedly got a little bit handsy in their jobs oh, and that boy. they weren't good at what they did. Yeah. Number two, Norwood Teague. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Nor Norwood yeah. Teague. Forget about that guy. I, I think that Norwood Teague qualifies as a scumbag. Yes. I think he actually oh, yeah. does fit <laughs> scumbag <laughs> status. And again, like Phil said, this is a great list for the most part of saboteurs. But Teague did, like, he just was... Absolutely. If if Tim Brewster was a bad coaching hire, um, Teague is the equivalent of the AD, right? Yeah. Just completely overwhelmed, had no clue, and turned out to be an awful guy with about eight cell phones. So Norwood Teague, I think, is very solidly, very, very secure slimy. Yeah. in the second place on this list. The Gophers were... Whoever was making decisions, I mean, Maturi was the one that made the Brewster hire, but then the Board of Regents or whoever. Who was the president at the time? God, was it, it wasn't Bruninx, was it? I can't remember the timeline. Uh, but 
my God, like how do you get duped by some of these people? Norwood Teague, you could walk into a room for 30 seconds around that guy and, and just feel the uh, the used car salesman. Yes. Oh, yeah. The polyester pants type of thing. The stale cologne <laughs> under his neck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he qualifies as a scumbag. Dude, absolute creep. Total, like an actual, actual creep. And now he did hire Richard Patino, and for a while that was a good hire. So he, I think, because they... They won the was, NIT and then they went. They went to the NCAA tournament. But he was going to get times, like Shaka Smart. Like I'm with Shaka. He was. He did, I'm going to get you Shaka. He did basically portray that he was going to get Shaka Smart. Yeah. Okay. And the number one Minnesota sports saboteur. You've already at least snubbed. You've snubbed at least two people on my. Oh, list. I'm sure I have. Oh yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. This, this list is totally subjective. Um, there was one guy I thought of, but I couldn't do it. But this guy is number one, and he deserves it. Another guy that, well, total creep, scumbag, Norm Green. Okay. okay. Norm yep. Green. You know, but, but, I mean, he didn't move the team for a good reason. Um, he supposedly, there, there were complaints about his workplace conduct. Um, Norm Green and Antigua are actual scumbags. Yeah. So they both qualify, I think, to be atop this list. Okay. So here's the the honorable mentions are Lou Holtz, Kurt Rambis, Bernard Berry, and Erasmus, James, Sam Dyson. And then the 10, top 10 Minnesota sports saboteurs are Ryan Suter, 10, Christian Leitner, 9, J.R. Ryder, 8, Tim Brewster, 7, Corn Robinson, 6, Tommy Herr, 5, Fred Smoot, 4, David Kahn, 3, Norwood Teague, 2, Norm Green, number 1. Norm Green has to be number 1. He literally yeah. sabotaged a franchise and moved yes. them to Dallas. Yes, sir. So some other names that I feel like I would for sure put Bill Smith. I love Bill. Bill Smith and I, I, I would consider Bill Smith him, yeah. an acquaintance or a friend. But Bill Smith had a really rough run as a general manager of the Twins. Yep. I thought you might put Tom Thibodeau on here just because of how he let the whole, he blew up the young nucleus, brought in Jimmy Butler, and then refused to be a parent and just let the whole thing explode. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like he has to be on there. And then I thought you might put Gerson Rosas on just because of the, it's funny because oh, he, he built a playoff yeah. team. But have. then he, it was more of like a he. It was more like a self sabotage for him. It didn't really sabotage the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves were fine without him, and they went to the playoffs. But right. Interesting. All three probably de- deserving. Yeah, Bill Smith I considered for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosas I probably should have. Tibbs I didn't consider, but I could yeah. have. Yeah. So there it is, Judd's Top 10 Minnesota Sports Saboteurs. And I have for you gentlemen, before we wrap this episode, a random Minnesota Athlete of the Week. All right. Expanding our franchise from random Viking of the Week on Purple Daily to random Minnesota Athlete of the Week here on Minnesota Sports with Maggie and Judd. We've done four episodes of this. Declan and I have passed. I think next week, Judd, we need you to put together clues for the first time. So okay. next Tuesday, you put together clues. Just remind me. Okay. We will. <laughs> Send me a text. Hey, don't forget. Uh, Judd with uh, three correct answers so far. I have one. Declan has zero. The four random athletes to this point are Anthony Swarzak, Kyle Brodziak, Brent Burns, and Randy Foy. Mm-hmm. Today's That's random good. Minnesota athlete is presented by our friends at Nutrisource, Nutrisource Pet Foods, the official dog and pet food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. Maya Mackie this morning, she actually let her pop sleep in a little bit. That's and then good. We, as a reward, gave her a big old scoop of Nutrisource chicken and rice to keep her 
digestive system on track. Tell me your tricks, Phil, because I did not uh, sleep in. The wake-up call, 6.35 this morning. The the little girl on the, the left uh, woke me up and said, I want to go outside. And more importantly, I want my Nutrisource now. And and here's the good part, though. Stella, she is, she's not young. She's getting old. But, but you know what? Nutrisource keeps her healthy and happy. Now there, there is a cute younger dog. That that's a happy little boy right there who uh, we took to the rooftop after you know luck, looking at all the packages and all the packing that's going on in the apartment. Let's go on the roof. Let's run around a little bit as we get some grilling done uh, yesterday or this last week. And uh, luckily he's doing pretty good and he loves his Nutrisource treats. So thank you to Nutrisource for keeping this little boy happy. NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. All right, this is a Minnesota twin. Okay. So we'll start there. So this random Minnesota twin originally hails from Seattle, Washington. By the way, you guys get up to three incorrect guesses. You can guess anytime you want. You can ask me questions. I can refuse to answer. Okay. No cheating. No Googling. Seattle, Washington. Uh, This random twin has a fraternal twin brother. Declan has what, a guess. What's, what's fraternal mean again? Which one's fraternal? Not identical. Not But identical. It's, it's, it's a twin that kind of looks like you, but oh, not identical. Okay. This random twin played college baseball in the Pac-12. Stay at home. Mm-hmm. Played pretty well in the Pac-12, but went undrafted. Oh. Undrafted. It's a 50-round draft, and this dude went undrafted. And despite being undrafted, this random twin played 763 career Major League games. Wow. Did the fraternal twin brother also play in the big leagues? Um, I don't believe so, but they did play together in high school. Okay. Let's see here. No, I don't think I don't think his his twin made it to the show. Okay. Oh. Yeah, he was a fir- uh this player was the one I'm talking about was a first team Pac-12 all conference selection in two different years but still was undrafted. So that sounds like the scouts What do you got to do? And I would say yeah, he's definitely not like a obviously. <laughs> my my camera. Are you out of focus? No, my camera does this sometimes if I move. When around. you back up, here here do this. Go full screen. Full full screen, we'll get you back. <laughs> I thought, am I having a stroke or is Declan? Ah, there, the... there you go. go. There you go. Okay. I got, I got very concerned about myself for a second. <laughs> if both of us get blurry, it's probably you having a stroke. If it's yeah, just that's... Declan, it's the camera getting out of focus. Not good. Okay. Yeah, he, he wasn't necessarily like a scout's darling. I don't think you would look at this random twin and say, oh, yeah, that guy, that's a Hall of Famer for sure. He's but 763 career major league games. And uh, won a World Series. Has a World Series ring. I guess, but now that takes it out. World Series ring. So those 763 games covered a span of 13 seasons in the major leagues. Went from undrafted to playing 13 seasons in the major leagues, where he made about $9 million total in in the bigs. I'm going to take a guess, and I don't know why, but it seems like a guy that you might pick. So I will guess, my first guess. Is it Matthew LeCroy? 
Oh, love me some Matthew Leacroy, but that's not correct. Okay. I thought he might have won a World Series like as a part of the Nats organization. When let they... me see, let me see if Matthew Leacroy won a World Series. I don't think he won one as a player. I I thought that you were being sneaky. Matthew Leacroy did not win a World Series. No, I thought I thought like you had found like a tie-in to where like he got a ring and then won a World Series. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect the worst from you now. Yeah. Let's see here. In 1999. This random twin won the Charlie Huff Good Guy Award in Major League Baseball. It's a good guy. Good guy. Knuckleballer Charlie Huff, former Dodger, former Ranger. In fact, Gary Gaetti hit in his first game in Arlington a home run. I think his first at bat off Charlie Huff. Good trivia there. In fact, you know what? Since you brought up knuckleballers, I'm going to say you weren't that far off with Matthew Lecroy because this random twin actually has a lot of experience with knuckleballers. Mike Redman? Mike Redman! Dang! Is on the board. Damn it! Yeah, he caught, he caught, who was that guy? God, he won a Cy Young Award, didn't he? He went from the Twins. Who was that guy who went from the... R.A. Dickey. Oh, R.A. Dickey. Did you catch R.A. Dickey? He caught a couple knuckleballers here. It's in his Wikipedia profile. Oh yes, he he would have been, both of them. All right, been here together. Dennis Springer. Yeah. Where where okay. was he runs naked through the clubhouse? That was too obvious of a clue. That was that, that was a last resort clue. I know, I know okay. it sounds bad, but you said I don't know why, but when you said catcher, I thought other fat guy, and I was just like Mike Redman. I don't know why. He's not fat though. Mike Redman's fat, not fat. But, no, that's uh, why he ran naked through the clubhouse because yeah. he was in such good shape. Okay. Yep. MLB Redman. managers, man, he he's some. Some names on this list. So he's played for Jim Leland, Jack McKeon, John Bowles, Tony Perez, Jeff Torberg, Ron Gardenhire, and Manny Acta. And then he was a manager himself for the Marlins for three years mm-hmm. around the time where they were blowing up the franchise again. So, Didn't he once uh, a few times take BP without clothes on? He did take naked batting practice to inspire his teammates. Yep. Before the uh, doors... We're open to the metric. I think I don't think you no, know, it wasn't like on the field, I don't yeah, think. It was, it was, oh, in, the, it was the, in the cages behind the Oh, I thought he might have come out in the field. <laughs> no, I don't, so. I don't think he did that. I think it was mostly no. in the cages. There's yes. you think like there's just like oh we're quick, quick we're gonna we're gonna light the fans in. Yeah. Mike, get back in the it's No, I think it was baseball, it was baby. in the cages behind the oh, scenes. Okay. But, <laughs> he's rounding first. So those cages Oh he they trip were... over the bag or something else. I'm not sure. Where where were they? The cages? Yeah. In the Metrodome? The I think yeah. they were, I, you know, I so I, my first year on the beat was the first year at Target Field. So I wasn't, like, behind the oh, scenes as okay. much at the Metrodome. I used to go all the time. I was, more, I no I was press the... box and clubhouse, yeah, but it okay. was somewhere back there. Yeah. So there it is. All right, Mike Redman. Declan's on the board for the first time here. I regret that loss. And we will remind Judd to put together some clues for yeah. next week. We'll, what do we got for tomorrow? Me. We'll put it on our calendar to remind you. Text yeah. me a note. Text me a note. Because <laughs> if I write down right now, I'll forget. I'll lose a piece of paper. So just text me a note. Hey, don't forget. Because yes, the piece of paper is the only way to keep track of your schedule. I don't have one of those calendar things on my you phone. You do, well, actually. I do, I do have you one. Literally, I you literally it. will click accept on all of the invites that I send you. I just don't have the thing that I don't remember. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow for a little write that down here. Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd.